0: This is episode one of Under the Lid with Sculls and Buck. G'day legends, I'm Tom Scullet. And I'm Chris Rogers. This is Under the Lid with Sculls and Buck. We're former teammates and now great mates and both working as coaches, particularly with young athletes who are developing their skills and learning their trade. We thought some people might like to listen to our conversations around batting, skill development and what we're learning. So, let's get under the lid. Today's episode is brought to you by our digital academy, The Members Pavilion. Having spent the past few years interacting with cricketers all over the world and hearing their struggles... We know what people are wanting and needing to learn, to perform at their best consistently, and have put it all in one place. The Members' Pavilion is your one stop place to find content on every aspect of cricket, including all the skills, batting, fast bowling, off spin, leg spin, wicket keeping and fielding, as well as fitness, mindset and insights from some of the world's best players. The Members' Pavilion houses all of our premium content And it's also where our community can interact and learn from each other and other like-minded cricketers from all over the world so for more information or to become a member now head to our website cricketmentoring.com forward slash online dash cricket dash academy i hope to see you inside soon legend g'day legends and welcome to under the lid with skulls and buck i'm here with buck how are you mate Good mate, yourself. Very well. Now, normally these podcasts are going to be recorded via Skype. Buck obviously lives in Brisbane. I'm here in Perth. But Buck's over here at the moment. What are you doing in the West, Matt? Uh, we're doing some uh, testing of,
1: of the young players here at in WA we're going th- through all the states doing doing
0: that and also a little bit of coach education so um, yeah, currently we're, we're in Perth and, and working this afternoon at the WACA. Lovely and we got a little gym session in yesterday together so we we're both a bit sore today but today we thought we'd chat about changing skill and developing as a person and as a player. Pete Hanscom, a friend of yours and he he scored a very good 100 for Australia um, in the ODI against India a couple of nights ago and afterwards he, he was noted and mentioned how he'd done some work with you. So h- how did that come about? Yeah, I, I think it was probably the
1: the series against South Africa. Uh, I, I watched him him play. I mean, I used to play with Pete. I, I was down the other end when he made his debut for Victoria. and uh, I think he got a, a really good 70 that, that day, and I was really impressed. So, I, so I'd been on a bit of a journey with him, and then um, I was watching him play, and it was fascinating. I, I think he'd got himself and his game into a position that he was – He was kind of almost um negated from scoring in certain areas and and i thought that that's probably not how he wants to bat but does he know any better and then and then it came down to having lunch with him at at one stage back in melbourne um post that tour and i i uh i wanted to talk to him about it but was a bit unsure because i know there was a lot of people talking to him about it and uh, In the end um, I showed him some footage of another player who who was suffering from kind of similar circumstances and he he found it interesting and all I did was I I asked him a question and and, uh, I could see the look on his face he he looked like he was a bit worried if I think if I had said why do you bat so deep in your crease I think he would have um, probably got up and walked away but I I literally asked why can you hit a a drive through extra cover off the spin but you can't against the, the quicks and he kind of looked at me a little bit in shock and I think that was the moment he he admitted to himself that you know there was probably some areas in his game that that weren't functioning as he
0: wanted them to be. That's fascinating because I think good coaches often will try and make the player have the breakthrough and that sounds like what you did there you sort of prompted a question that made him think okay something's not quite right here rather than saying your cover drive's not working or something and I think that's excellent coaching but on that note, I think a little bit off topic, but I remember when Buck first came across Pete, Buck and I were mates and he said, mate, this guy's a good cricketer, he's also a great dancer. And, <laughs> and Buck and I bonded back in the day over our love of having a dance late at night, so that was another thing. But back to back to our chat, how did you then go about it? How does a person change a, a habit and how did you go about it with Pete? Yeah, I think
1: the, the first real point that needs to happen is recognition. I think Pete was, I mean, he was getting himself into a. He'd scored some runs using the, the method he was he was using, but it kind of he kept going down that path, and it almost got to a point where yeah, he just wanted to keep believing it was working. But deep down, I reckon he knew there were some some issues with it. I mean, he, he I think he admitted in that interview a couple of nights ago that he'd lost his drive. Um, and if you can't drive, if you can't score in a certain area, the, the higher you go, the the, the bowler's going to work that out. I mean, the, all the data we see nowadays, the bowlers will know exactly where to bowl. So he needed to find a, a a change in his game to be able to counter what the bowlers were doing. So for him, it was more about recognition and really taking a bit of ownership and saying, you know what, there's something that's not quite right in my game. and. A lot of times players don't actually not. They don't understand. But I think if you're honest with yourself, you could probably say, "Look, there's some areas here. I can't hit. I can't. I can't either drive or I, you know I can't play on the leg side or whatever." And then there's probably something that's holding you back, whether it be technical or tactical or mental, even a physical. So, and then it's about addressing that problem. So probably recognition
0: is is the first. Mm point of call absolutely and i think um often players are, are positive towards themselves that, that you can be very negative and detrimental but you often look for the good and you can sort of mask over those sort of issues so it does sometimes take a coach or a mentor to sort of be realistic and say look something's not quite right here just to make you have that reality check H- how did it then progress did i know that pete came up and, and spent a little bit of time with you and did he sort of you and i have spoken a lot in the past have to sort of take two steps backwards to take three steps forwards was it a bit of that sort of process with him yeah i think it was it
1: was then it was it was his choice he wanted to to do this work so i remember when we had that lunch i was speaking to him about it and we spoke originally about him coming up and he was a little bit dubious and then the more we spoke and spoke and then he, he actually made that choice he said yeah i'm coming up and he and he he came up. I think he was just heading off to just before he went to Bali, but he but he came up and we did some work and it was it was um, fascinating to you know I did like the underarm top hand drill work where you're just trying to hit the back net, which I think is is one of the best um, tools in, in learning your game. And he, he just couldn't do it. You know, it was, it was just so just so we're clear for our listeners,
0: that's just someone giving an underarm feed and just top hand trying to hit the ball along the ground to the back net. Yeah, simple. Um, yeah, simple. Uh, but something that makes you use your front
1: side instead of, um, I guess we've seen a lot of players because of T20 kind of lining the ball up over mid wicket and, and using their bottom hand a lot. So it just, it just helps in engaging that, that front side. So, yeah, and, and it probably got to that point in, in his game where he just, he'd been getting so front on because he, he was going so deep, he was getting so front on that he wasn't using the front half of his body, his left arm really. And that was causing some some issues, and he couldn't then access the ball through extra cover. So, anyway, it came down to, to his choice, and then he and then just the willingness for him to accept that it wasn't going to be perfect was was impressive. I I've, I've seen, I guess, with a lot of young athletes, and and you'll see it too naturally that when you're trying to create help create this change in their game, it just takes so long. And guys and girls will. will will find it so difficult at the start, and uh, and there'll be a huge amount of frustration. They won't won't want to
0: go through that journey, and that's almost the hardest step, isn't it, to yeah. to overcome? Absolutely, and I think it's about they have to buy into it. Otherwise, if they're not buying into it and they're doing it just because you want them to do it, then they'll give up very quickly. But if they buy into it, then they're far more likely to be more patient with it, because that is super key. I think when everyone's ever you're trying to make a change that makes you go backwards at the start and there's that frustration you have to be super patient it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen straight away and you've just got to stick with it yeah i i'll never forget roger federer the you know
1: world's greatest tennis player saying after he won the australian open last year he said he got asked if he was a better player now or 10 years ago and he said oh no clearly now and he said uh it was always been a case of one step back to go two steps forward and i love that quote because i think batting's uh, such a difficult art that in fact you, if you keep tinkering and just finding different methods you'll eventually get where you you want to to be hopefully or at least closer to where you want to be but yeah if you kind of just decide no nah, um,
0: this is it yeah maybe that'll, that'll kind of stop you being the best player you can be. Yeah and that all, all comes back to having a growth mindset which we've spoken a lot about in recent times it's it's about always looking to for ways to improve and never sort of being satisfied with where you're at and thinking that this is my defined skill but always thinking how can I improve little parts of my game and obviously Federer has that mindset and anytime you change something anytime you make make a change you are going to go a little bit backwards before you go forwards and I think Tiger Woods does the same sort of thing he's this, he, he he take often tinkers and wins a tournament and he's trying something else the next day yeah, I mean, I think he revamped his, his,
1: his whole swing, even when he was the best player in the world. And that, that was probably because it was a physical issue he needed to overcome. But uh, I guess with all this, though, is once you're doing the change, it, it, there's going to be a lot of error. And guys are going to get, people are going to get frustrated. How do you deal with that? That's, I guess, the, the issue. And I, I like the idea, we, we've spoken a bit about it, Skulls, about the learning zone versus the performance zone. And understanding when you are trying to create change, you're, you're definitely in the learning zone and that mistakes are going to ha- happen. And actually owning them, saying, yep, I- I'm prepared for this to happen and I'm actually learning from them. You see some players, they'll, they'll miss hit a ball and it's almost like they'll want to turn around and smash the stumps over. And I think, well, what's the point of that? You, you, you're just holding yourself back from, from learning. So when you make a mistake, actually think about, why did you make it? And then, what can you do to try and address that? One of the the learnings I had when I went to America on a, on a coaching development trip, and we went to Cirque du Soleil of all places, and um, um, the woman there who was talking to us about change was actually one of the, the, the ways you could go about it is is to actually hit a couple of balls with the new method, and then go back and use your own method and hit a couple of balls, then try change again and changing and actually. You're starting to understand the good and the bad and then once you get a real deeper understanding of, of what's happening then you can actually say yeah i i get it now i i
0: i understand what i need to do and what feels right and what feels wrong Uh mm. oh, that's awesome i i've talked to my athletes my batters about having a curious mindset and about always trying to Understand what's going on, both good and bad. Why did that happen? Why did you hit it well, or why didn't you hit it well, rather than a judgmental? Because I see a lot of young players, they hit a shot and their first thing is to judge themselves on it. Was it good? Was it bad? And if it's bad and they make a mistake, they're frustrated and they get annoyed, but they didn't learn from that experience. Yep. Whereas if you can tweak it and think, okay, I'm, I'm in the learning zone, I'm going to make mistakes, let's just focus on being curious. What what position was I in? Why did I, did I hit it early? Did I hit it late? Did I hit it under my eyes? Was my swing good? If you can learn one or two things, and I've said a number of things there, but if you can find one or two things, I think that's a great way to, to, to learn what you're doing. Yep. I actually, I know when I
1: had the uh, the NPS guys, so the academy guys up there, if they were getting frustrated, I wouldn't throw it to them anymore. I'd say, unless you're smiling, I'm walking out. So yeah, even that when when they make a mistake can they smile you yeah. know? can they so so you can process quicker little little tricks like that a good way to help you uh develop your game quicker but in, in terms of heat in all what he's gone through though if you look at it now where are we in march um this work was kind of being done in june last year so it's so it's kind of nine months you know around that nine ten months so in fact it is going to take a while you know and he's still developing his game but do people are they prepared to go through that kind of hard work
0: to get where they want to be and that's that's can be a really tough question mm, absolutely now just on what you're saying there i think it's really important and i try and encourage my athletes to really enjoy the process of getting better and that includes the the the, the miss hits and the, the mistakes whereas if you just crave the perfection you always fall short and always fall, feel frustrated and like it's amazing, funny that you say that because I actually did this this, this sort of coaching tip, I, trick, I suppose, with some of my athletes. When they seemed frustrated, I said, I'm not going to put the ball in the machine or throw the ball until I see you smiling in your stance. Yeah. Because smiling has a chemical reaction in your brain, releases endorphins, it makes you feel relaxed, makes you feel safe, compared to feeling frustrated and angry and feeling tense and anxious. And it, it made such a difference. And I, I really encourage anyone listening to just try it. I know Reedy, um, one of our mentors. He he's done it when he when he's bad in the game. I do it sometimes when I'm feeling a bit tense, and it really does make an impact. Yeah, and it comes back down to the fact
1: that you are going to make mistakes. You, I mean, muscle memory is you've created a habit. Trying to then unlearn that habit is going to be challenging. It's not going to happen in one session. It's going to take a, a long, long time, and you just got to be prepared to do it. I mean, you got you to unlearn one habit and then learn another I mean that, that's that's
0: that can be as hard as as anything really and I think it's about going back to the basics like Buck said he just got Pete doing underarms with his top end, and most people aren't willing to do the easy stuff in the basics and repeatedly 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 and I think that's what how you do unlearn that habit and break that muscle memory and recreate new muscle memory is through just doing lots of basics and then progressing yeah
1: so I think if we, we kind of look back to how that process goes about, and I watch a lot of the the young athletes, is, is trying to get them to recognise what the, their issue is. You know, everyone has different kind of issues in their game, but get them to, to, to recognise, then give them the choice whether they want to, and then just see how prepared they are to, how willing they are to, to want to, to change. And yeah, there's all, all the tips and tricks that you can go through to. to to get through that but I reckon they're, they're
0: probably three main points in, in how I see the the development of, of young players. Awesome well guys hope you've uh, found some value in that I hope you've enjoyed that chat well done to Pete Hanscom obviously he took his couple of steps backwards but he's going in the right direction doing very very well and a great lesson for every other cricketer and athlete out there that even the world's best players are willing to, to tinker and make changes for the long-term development and the benefit of their game in the future. So, anything else before we finish up, Buck? Uh, no, that's pretty good. You didn't say in the uh, the gym session that I took you down either, but. He did, he got, me. he got me, he's got 10 years on me, but the, the chin-ups hurt me and he uh, we were doing it for time. We had to do a total of 50 chin-ups and I just couldn't quite get, get as many out in each set as Buck did. So, he's just got me covered, but it was good fun. Good on you mate. Hope you've enjoyed that. We'd love to give you as much value as we can. So please let us know what you want to, us to chat about. There's so many different things we're gonna be we're gonna be covering. We'd love to hear from you guys. So hope you've enjoyed this first episode. Cheers guys, speak to you soon.